Hi, Tara. Hi, Alana. I am so excited to welcome our listeners to our weekly catch-up on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone, get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the Reality Playbook. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So exciting. 2024, Um, man. So the NFL wrapped up the season. It's over. It felt very long, very drawn out. Long and well, the last the last month was long, but football to me is always like dessert. It goes by too fast, especially compared to our other professional sports. But man, for our birds, this just was a long, depressing, just very like depressing. the weather, dreary December. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it, it wasn't as fun to watch like as as sometimes it can be fun to watch but um but I'm looking forward to watching like the AFC side of yeah the, of the I, that's what playoffs. I keep saying is that the AFC side is going to be fun um NFC is like they're just all like so I don't know anyway so talk about AFC AFC there was a bit of like I guess an upset that was pulled the Bills uh beat Miami 21 to 14 and uh, it was an evening game, so everybody's eyes was on Miami. I do think they lost um, two of their safeties. Like they have a the lot of, of injuries, like yeah. season ending and or very serious. You yeah. know, even if they can play, they're not going to be a hundred percent. And that's it's. I mean, that's tough. But the Bills, I feel like they've they've done um, that whole momentum. Thing that we all love when you win and you're winning and you're growing and going and so uh so hope i i, I think it, those games are going to be really interesting to see where where the bills kind of end up i do like that team i like josh allen i like josh but i'm pulling for lamar um yeah well i don't know i don't know a team that can beat the ravens right now yeah, i like pretty- i i just don't know i mean the browns was neck and neck, but I just think they're getting better and better and better and better every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Falcons and Saints, this is the, the other game that kind of was a little juicy, a little drama filled um, <laughs> at the end. So basically the Saints um, and the Falcons are in the same uh, division. Yep. I always get conference and division like mixed, mixed up, but y'all know my heart. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> so, anyway, so they're in the NFC South. They uh, they played and the Saints like basically the Saints really wanted to win. And um, and so they've like racked up all these points. Like I think the, the, the at by the end of the fourth quarter prior to the last play, I think it was like 41 to seven or something. It was <laughs> stupid. Diff- and so instead of taking the knee and just letting the two minutes like play out, um. The Saints, I guess, decided they were going to run the ball in for a touchdown. And it was set up because one of the Saints players um, intercepted the ball and ran it back. And he actually stumbled to, like, like the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. And so that's that, that's why they lined up. But instead of just taking the knee and letting the time run out, they decided to go in for another touchdown. And, but, and I would even say they. Jameis Winston, <laughs> he decided. He decided. The coach didn't decide that. Jameis decided, and he so even classy. said it. And like, 
I don't know. I mean, I thought it was funny because it had nothing to do with any team that I care about. But are you kidding me? Like, it was wild. And um, and so at the end of the game, you know, when the coaches go and they shake hands, mm -hmm. um, Arthur Smith, the now fired coach of Atlanta, uh, had some explicatives to say to the Saints coach. Um. That was FMBS. Um, you didn't need to do all that, you know? So it was really funny to see him like blow up at him. Um, and he was just like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> he's like, and I don't care. <laughs> so, And I know the players, I think have come out in, in support of Jameis, but come on y'all. Like you didn't have to do that. Just let the time run out. Yeah. And they still, they're not in, but wait, who, yeah, they still didn't make the playoffs though, right? Because it's the Bucks. The Bucks came out of that division. Oh yes, they, it was a weird they, thing. They yeah. were all still in it until the very last week. Because um, I think if the Bucks lost, but they they were going to be in. Yeah, they, one of the one of those to Atlanta or the Saints would have been in. <laughs> um, anyway, so on to our Eagles. Uh, take over. I can't. I I don't even know what so, to say. So it's funny. So uh, Alana, I think, I, I wouldn't say you, you didn't check out, but I think it was a couple weeks ago, you were kind of like, if they don't want to play, I'm not going to invest my emotions in them. Um, and it's a very mature way to be. I finally have gotten there, but it took me longer. It was New Year's Eve and I am at the link and <laughs> it was embarrassing. Like it was too I was too embarrassed to be angry. I was just embarrassed. We were up two touchdowns. What are you What are you doing? And then you left. Everyone left in such a huff that then it, then you realize you're not going to see your football buddies again until September because we're not going to host a playoff game. No, right? And no, then not not like, unless the but the six, I mean somebody like the six or wins. seven right. <laughs> But more than likely, we We're all left angry. And so yes. we didn't even say goodbye to each other because everybody just was trying to get out, right? Everybody's yeah. fussing and fussing and trying to get to the car. And then you, get, I got to the car and I was like, wait a minute. Did I just see Jason Kelsey for the last time in person? You did. I would, I, if I was his wife, I'd be like, bae, like you got one. And I posted it on social media because we know, I mean, I had on my, and I had on my Kelsey jersey, but it was only because the weather was weird. I was like, I'll just rock this. I don't have to rock a sweater. I put it on social media and everybody was like, yo, T, it's not just Jason. Yeah. You, you just said goodbye to Fletcher. Yep. And Brandon. And then mm -hmm. I got angry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if that's the way you let the, these men walk off the field, I will never forgive you. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What has happened? We were 10 and one with six games to go and blew five of them. You lost, you, you, okay, you got your butt kicked. And I guess two of them, but the rest you blew. You actually yeah, blew. You definitely blew the lead. I think I, I did some analysis and because Jay, what Jay, I was actually listening to the uh, post game, you mm -hmm. know, interviews where Nick, Nick never knows any stats. Every time he comes, even on like a Monday morning conference, he's like, oh, wait, what did we get? What did we get, Nick? Six? <laughs> oh, seven. Seven. It's like, why don't you know your stats? Are you trying to act like you don't know? I think know? he's traumatized. Because that, 
it's kind of like when you're dealing with depression or something, like you can't remember stuff. He knows he's it, been but doing he that stuff. traumatized. He's been doing that. For, I, I've noticed he does that specifically. Like he never knows the stats. But anyway, um, even when like they play well, he does. It's like, wait, what did he get? 250 <laughs> yards? 310. You know, it's like, <laughs> anyway, I um, I will say that what I what I noticed is in that 10 and one stretch, um, we, and and actually let's like let's yeah the ten and one stretch, we uh, we actually only outscored two of the teams in the fourth quarter when we were leading. We were leading the game, and by the time we got to the fourth quarter, we were we only outscored our competitors twice. Uh, but like for the other three, and really four in that ten and one frame, like we got outscored. And that's one and that 10 and one on the fourth quarter, which and shows I, why it was so important for us to have leads. And we didn't have leads going into these last exactly. final games of the season. And that's that's what this shows that we when we didn't have the lead going in, we lost to San Francisco and Dallas. And when we didn't have the lead uh, going into but when but when we didn't have the lead going into fourth quarter against Kansas City and the Bills, that's, you know, something magical happened and, and it worked out. And I think. Part of it is that there it's weird because you remember that stat that they were saying like Jalen is like 10 and one in comebacks or something like that. I think that the offense is tired. They're tired of having to win the game like and up. having constant like they're like, look, we gave you the lead defense going into the fourth quarter. What the F can't you just maintain one? That's basically what happened with the Seattle with Seattle, with the Jets, with Arizona with well the Giants it's like and then but like if you if we if we're going into the fourth quarter with the lead how do we get outscored by our competitors I I, I get you know I want to I'm I'm over both coordinators I get what you're saying about the defense and I I can understand saying that the the offense is tired but they also just run dumb ass plays like just I don't know it's weird though because they can score and they look good when they're like in a good progression and a good rhythm. But then the the decision making it gets like they're scared. It's like you're you're playing out of fear instead of playing to win the game. And and that's what looks different to me between this this season and, and last season. Uh, but I also say that I watched the post game live and was listening to like the analysts speak, and they said that. There was kind of like word on the street that the San Francisco and Dallas loss, like just took it out of them. Like it just, it broke them and it's been hard to get back from that. That's what. I'm not saying it's not true, but my thing is if, if that broke you, if, if you weren't broken by losing by three in the Super Bowl, like you come out the next season, you're 10 and one. Why did this break you? You know what I mean? Even losing those two games, if that were the if those were the only two you lost in that stretch, you're st- you're, you're still sitting pretty. It makes no sense to me. I it's not think- like they lost to Dallas and San Francisco and then had to play Kansas City. You know, yeah. hard, you they had you had a in. gift. You had you had these. That's why the analysts were like, "Oh, well, they'll be okay," because basically, they're now they have the eat. They went from having the toughest schedule in the NFL to the easiest schedule in the NFL, so they'll be okay. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing and it 
to me and now it like when I did this like looking at the leading like if we were leading or not leading by the end of the third quarter beginning of fourth quarter it makes sense to me why Nick decided that there needed to be a change in the with the defensive play calling because this is a problem that I think they're trying to fix but clearly they did not fix it um because we lost the Cardinals um (laughs) I don't know what the answer is other than cleaning house. Now, I don't know if that means your head coach has to go too. I don't think he should go. I don't think, I don't think he should should have to go. I do think he needs more experienced coordinators. He needs to stop just giving people an opportunity. You lucked up with Shane Steichen because honestly, Jonathan Gannon was not that great as a defensive, like, like he, anyway, um, if you're not Jimmy Johnson, if you're not, if we're not like, if we're not holding competitors to under 10 points, I'm kind of looking at you as a defensive coordinator, like what's going on here. But um, I say all I have to say is that I do think he needs somebody who's more experienced. He needs experienced coordinators and he needs creative ones. And I think he, I think they should go to college, some of the college teams to look at their offensive coordinators because they might bring something fresh and something new and fun. And I think defensive coordinators, they need to go to a legend. Like they need somebody that's been in the game for a while, knows defense and can execute it, you know? And also they need to pick up some really good, like safeties and cornerbacks. Linebackers. Can I get some linebackers, Howie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Everybody's got a lot of work to do this off season. A lot of work. And I know we were singing Howie's praises. You know, we thought he was a thief in the night. And he did get hit. We got hit with some injury. We did. You know, but it was like five defensive players. I think out like Avante Maddox was out like the first game. And basically you've lost Sidney Brown for the year. Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually out there making plays. So how he's going to have to do some magic. Yeah. So I, I think that they might pull it together enough to beat Tampa Bay because they just don't want to be it. That's not great, but whoever they meet in the next round, I, I just, it's San Francisco. I, right. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I, and this is where I kind of get confused. I thought that like, it was always bottom to top, but I no, guess but it's, it's not, it's, and it should be, but somehow the NFL is funky and it doesn't mean like you're the five seed you play and like say the six or seven seed they make it they don't have to play it was I looked at the, the yeah because I was looking at the every, thing and I was like this every is weird. year I go through this with the playoffs like that's not how it works in the NBA like because it's like usually like the one seed plays like the, the but lowest yeah seat. we are like our second game would be in San Francisco um but girl you know, do you think them. um I mean is 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 our quarterback going to play he said he's doing everything he can which. To me, that sounds like we used to ask your mom if you could have something, and she'd say maybe. Now, I need a yes. I need, a, I need something I need definitive. A, yes. Because, <laughs> I mean. And, like. <laughs> if he's not playing, I mean, what should I be doing Monday night at 8 o'clock? I'm, I'm wondering if. This is just my idea is that you just start doing, like, wildcat offensive plays. Like, Marcus Mariota, he can throw the ball but Jalen might be lined up next to him and he might be running or he might just be passing off or they, you, you know, they do think, some trickery. You don't think Todd Bowles will be, is, is, is not going to outsmart Nick Sirianni and his. I can, I think there's Marianne. a lot of co- head coaches that can outsmart Nick Sirianni mm-hmm. right now, but I do think part of 
Nick's issue is that he does not have the right people there. I don't know why they picked up Matt Patricia. I still don't understand that decision. Yeah. Can you explain it to me? Nope. Okay. Because all of Belichick's prodigies, like, where are they? I know we outsmarted Matt Patricia with the Philly special. (laughs) With the Tom Brady? Yeah. (laughs) And he has to walk by the statue every day. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, we can go on for days, but I just thought it was weird that I think that the offense and defense, like, groups are beefing. And I think, I also think there might be some, like, old Eagles versus, like, the new ones that have come on. And there's, and I think the, the locker room to me is, because why was A.J. Brown standing at the door? Mind you, he also went out of the game with a knee injury. Yeah. Why did A.J. Brown have to stand at the at the door and just, and, and high five everybody? You'd think that the leader of the team would do that. And he came out, and because he felt bad because he didn't want to speak to the press, and he left it all on, like, Devonte and Jalen mm-hmm. and everybody else but I'm like now you're really trying to like be a, well, a cheerleader so I mean, I mean I don't know I'm not in that locker room but you know AJ was the one I think he arranged the escape room activity for his teammates and he said it was because the players were tense um now I need to go back because to your point when you're talking about offense versus defense I can only remember offensive players being listed so I don't know if any defensive players because I know they said Jason they said Kelsey and AJ led one team and Jalen and I don't know who else were on on their team um but I can't remember if there were any defensive players involved so I don't know if it was just I think there's a beef I think there's like a beef going on I I think I think that there's this whole losing the lead in the fourth quarter, when I looked at that, I was like, okay, maybe they just had enough. And maybe it just, it's just getting to like to the point where they're just like, I, I can't. I just like, like, we're doing what we can do to get out here. Now, I'm not saying offense is perfect, okay? Because there's been some turnovers, like they've got to get their stuff together. But I kind of think they might be beefing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, um, before we get into the coaching vacancies, can we just talk like real quick about uh, Jimmy Kimmel versus Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, Alana, I don't know if you know this, but you know me and me and Aaron used to go together. Okay, <laughs> he used to be Babu. A lot of okay, maybe a lot of women in my circle. I loved that. me some Aaron, Rod- but it wasn't Everybody. even. And I said he was my boo, but it wasn't even like romantic. It just the man was like Stephen A. used to say that he was a bad man. I could not yeah. wait. To watch yeah. Green Bay yep. games. I loved Aaron Rodgers. So like yep. he was my dude. And then I found out he was crazy. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's, just as in real life when you've been dating the representative and then you see the real person. And you're like. What? You're like. Womp, womp. <laughs> I like. So basically Aaron Rodgers gets on Pat McAfee's show and they've been talking to each other for the last few years. And because because Pat McAfee pays him a million dollars to come on his show. He sure does. Which is like, when you found sure that does. out, it, it wasn't just because they're boys. They're not boys. They are. His, he is getting paid Aaron's to getting show paid. up. Because he was going on there like every week at one point. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, who is this guy like that's getting Aaron Rodgers to sit up here and talk to him? But clearly it, it was a good um, advertising investment, um, marketing investment. But basically, Aaron's on, on, on Pat McAfee. 
he says uh, he's talking about like the Epstein case documents and he just drops like, oh, I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want to see his name pop up with these Epstein docs. And basically it's like the Epstein, there's a few, there's a bunch of lawsuits against Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Ghislaine. I want to say it's like Ghislaine. Um, Is it Maxwell? Maxwell. Okay. Uh, so I'm always trying to remember, I remember if it's like a hard G, a soft G, whatever. Um, but but basically there's like a bunch of lawsuits, but there's there's testimony in there. And the testimony it dro name drops a lot of famous people, politicians, celebrities, musicians. And so he just made an off-the-cuff comment about Jimmy Kimmel. And um, and I get and and so Jimmy Kimmel picked that up and then he went off AWF. Yeah. He is the late night host version of F around and find out okay. because to, last night he went on seven minutes explaining to Aaron Rodgers and the world how dangerous it is to just put his name out there with the Epstein stuff mm -hmm. and like how silly he was the, it was it was like ether like ether was like going on in the background I was like Cat Williams. We first get Cat Williams, and now we're getting Jimmy Kimmel just reading people for filth. But he did, and he should have, because it's, it's it's inappropriate to. It's not funny. It's one thing to come for Travis Kelsey and call him Mister Pfizer, because Travis went and got his COVID vaccine. I love. I did love Travis's comeback. Was in true Travis, like I just protected myself and my family. He can call me that if he wants. Like, okay. shut up, Aaron. You know. It's, it, <laughs> It's just annoying. And it's getting old. Like, oh, he used to be controversial and, you know, he goes against the grain. Now you're just, a, you're just obnoxious. Yeah. Right. Yes. And we don't even know if you're going to come back half of what you were. It was just it's an interesting case study for like <laughs> big picture corporation, like ESPN, Disney, like you know, the, and it was, it was so many things. So I was annoyed because to me, it took away the best part of Pat McAfee from last week was if, if you guys watch college game day, Google it. <laughs> there was a story about Alabama's quarterback and his branding. Um, it's Lank on a shirt and uh, certain demographics might think Lank says one thing, but the funny thing was as they were saying it on ESPN, they said, let a naysayer know, but my boy Pat McAfee was like, oh, and it was hilarious. And it was one instance that happens very rarely in this country where everybody can kind of laugh at something that has to do with race. Mm -hmm. And that it is light. You can just laugh because we all kind of know and it, it goes to what locker rooms are and everything. And it was a, it was funny and it went right. viral for everyone and yeah. everybody could laugh about it. But then bam, here comes Aaron Rodgers that sucked Pat. And I mean, Pat's not innocent. He's paying Aaron and he needs to get something out of it. But now it's, but you now look Pat genuinely shocked by what he now said. involved in something else that is not funny. It is yeah. the exact opposite of funny. That, and then that, big picture Mickey yeah. Mouse is like, Hold up. ESPN is ours. Jimmy Kimmel is ours. 
And we paid Jimmy a whole, we paid Pat, Pat McAfee's getting a nice little sum, but sure. Jimmy Kimmel's in a whole different level. Another league. How long has he been on? He's been on for at least 20 years now, right? I, I mean, I can't I remember, remember when he, he was on Comedy Central. Right. He, he was on Comedy right. Central with the man show. Yeah. And then he kind of cleaned himself up a bit more and then became a late night host. Yeah. Um, he was very. It's just a mess. It's just, it's, it's just. It's, the the letter letter naysayer no was hilarious. Oh my god! And just it was the fact so... that he picked it up and everybody was he's like, I didn't know what she was going to say. My <laughs> he said my and collar like, got tight. <laughs> and it was funny. And then and then Pat actually went off too. He had some words for uh one of the ESPN executives for Norby Williamson. So okay, this is the nerd. This is the journalism nerd in me. Yes. Um, because my dream has always been not even necessary to to work for ESPN. Really, I wanted to work for Dan Levitard. I love the Levitard show when they were on ESPN. Now he's on YouTube. But this Norby Williamson, if you follow kind of the business part of ESPN and their talent, most of my favorites were kind of wronged by this dude. He did Jamel Hill and he mm -hmm. had the nerve to think that Stuart Scott, you know, was a little too ghetto with, you know, with his- And now everybody guy. does sports that are exactly like him so the point where I'm just everybody like, that please. I liked on sports center or on yeah. ESPN this dude you know either had something to do with them leaving or criticism or whatever so when Pat came out against him yes it looks very privileged for the white dude to be able to bash his boss on television because the rest of us can't do that but it didn't mean he was wrong <laughs> it didn't sound like it jamel hill was like yeah yep <laughs> and he's still he's still on this week so <laughs> he and they said he doubled down because i ain't taking nothing back and i'm like i i, I feel you my guy like just speak and your that truth could be is interesting because he took a pay cut he was making more money on his own but mm -hmm. he needed the reach he said um someone was saying he talked about how you know his show could come from the college football uh playoffs you know and but without espn he didn't have that access but at the end of the day pat doesn't really he can go back to what he was doing because you know, didn't they kick money. him off the college football didn't he say he wasn't going to continue on college football I, I didn't hear that i don't know i thought there was like a like a well, big he old... went, he, they still they did his show from the national championship game you know they had like six different yeah. channels you could watch the game on yeah, I thought that that there was like some okay. So now he's saying he's gonna return, but like I thought there was some beef like around him not really being the right type of person to be on game day, and he now is like saying like I am gonna return, I guess for twenty twenty four. But there was a couple of weeks ago some uh, yeah, because he was he, it's weird he's receiving death threats over his college game day segment. Like it's it's just very weird, I guess, in terms of. Over let us say naysayer no that's the thing. no 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 that's Pat Pat McAfee's he says he's receiving death threats for real yeah I don't know Over the... I don't know what the segment was about okay. but I know that there they were I know a couple of months ago there was some like I don't know if this is my yeah it was back in October he's like I don't okay. know if this is my job if this is my thing um he's polarizing like. About 48.9% of college game day viewers do not like him on the show. Those I remember seeing people. that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it'd be interesting to see the demographics because I mean he can be a bit much for me like but that's you know that's not always my cup of tea but then sometimes he's funny but I wonder like but I, I think I that's indicative of where I fall in generations you know I'm not old old but I'm not young mm -hmm. and I think the younger generation loves them and the old heads the traditional you know college football people that just want to you know hear the ex the X's and O's without the Bravo shows. Yeah. They like them. <laughs> they sure do. I think he, I think he's, he's funny. I think he's interesting. I don't know very much about him. So I don't know, like, uh, I'm, I only see what I've seen, but, um, so I don't really have an opinion, but I did think it was interesting that he, he called out that executive. I was, I clutched my pearls. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. 2024. We're not, we're not skipping a beat. It's a different, a different time right now. He went from being a, <laughs> hunter to yes. a, a wrestler <laughs> mm. and that, that's that energy that's that wrestler energy mm -hmm. um okay so before we move on to like uh because we got to talk about the reality tv shows because right now basketball is just not basketballing except can we, can we at least give our um thoughts of the, the like the playoffs like, what, like oh no no yeah i was gonna say before we like end oh. all this we were talking about, we wanted to talk about the playoffs and we also want to talk about these coaching vacancies. Okay. Because there is some drama going on there. Um, or I guess, I don't know. What do you think about the NFC playoffs? Um, I think it's, I mean, I, I don't see anybody beating the Niners. In the NFC? In the NFC, I don't, I, I think, I mean, I would love for the Packers to upset the Cowboys. That's what I hope happens. That's what I, love I don't know if that's going to, I think it's going to be, I think I'm just going to have to wait for them to come up against the 49ers and then it's the lesser of two evils. So I am resolved to not watching the NFC playoffs. I'm going to watch. I will just see. I'm going to root for the Lions. and. Okay. Okay. Maybe the Lions. Okay. Let's go with Lions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Lions might have the closest chance to beating them. And I know that Dallas is always around, but like Dallas also has like a lot of um, some players out too, like some key folks. Demarcus Lawrence has always been a beast. I can give him his flowers, but, um, and I think he got nominated to the pro bowl. By the way, we had like a bunch of pro bowlers on our team. Isn't that great? And backup, like Jalen's like the backup pro bowler or whatever. I'm like, this is some sh Anyway. <laughs> And in one, <laughs> don't wanna, we don't want to be explicative, you know, all that. But, um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. Um, I I I think that the Lions maybe could be like our representative if if they get you know beyond where they are. But, I think I can go with that. But yeah, I'd love to see if. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is like you have to be a talented. You have to have a really talented coordinator and head coach in order to be able to beat you know a team with a backup quarterback so like I just don't see how if Jalen's finger doesn't pop back into place and he's not able to throw like grip a ball, and oh, you can a ball yeah I don't think it's even worth it you know especially given like how they've just run out of gas yeah. Again, I don't know. I, I can't like they need to do like a 30 for 30 like right now. Like what the <laughs> oh, what happened? Reason? Anyway, ASC side. So at the Browns Texans game is gonna be good. That's yes. Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Like okay. I, I'm I'm a fan of CJ Stroud. You know, what are, I will I like that. Yeah, I like him. But <laughs> this Joe Flacco story just tickles I me. I love it. 
It is. Delaware zone. <laughs> the fact that he was like, he had like all these stats against the Browns when he played yeah. like, the Ravens. And now he's getting all these stats against other teams as the Browns. It's so funny. I feel it like was I'm so funny when he was falling it. asleep on the couch. <laughs> Joe Flacco off the couch. So I feel like I'm going to be watching it like, yay, cute little CJ Stroud, like the the new, like the little kid. But yeah. like, I know Joe Flacco. <laughs> I rock with Joe. Joe, I mean, Joe came out of, you know, what, QB University? <laughs> Not QB University anymore. <laughs> but then, the, so the second game on Saturday night, my father is livid. He has Verizon. And I called to tease him. I was like, you better be nice to me because you're not going to see the Chiefs. This anymore. whole Peacock <laughs> thing is kind of messed up. That's it's just greed. It's it is. Greed. It's greedy. That is, that's a whole different conversation and, and show. But it's just, just greed. Like, sports should be long, should be long and be accessible to everybody everybody yeah you know one day as we want when once we get to where it's just basketball i will probably go on a rant about the sixers proposed move to chinatown and how i feel it's what i think the fallout is going to be for your average fan but again like the playoffs should just be on television they're it not just be on games. television it's, you, it's enough time it's network television i mean it's kind of shady that stuff is on espn everybody doesn't have espn this should be on the networks. It should be. I usually they do make the local. Right, the we'll local, see it on ABC. Like the yeah. our like if it's a local team on ESPN, yeah. they'll show it. I yeah. think it's messed up to do it in the playoffs. This whole Peacock yeah. thing. I think and they the Dolphins just, and the Chiefs. Somebody said they should have put the birds on Peacock. <laughs> I wish. I can you can we just switch out the games because I don't want to see it. I don't want the whole world seeing this. This. But I was like, oh my god. Just, it's so it's it is and it, it is a shame because. And I have Peacock. I'm, I me got too. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. that's why I was teasing my dad. He's gonna have to be nice to me. I have to. He has to get invited to my house, <laughs> where you could go and you know log in from there. Um, <laughs> on um, the AFC side, though, um, I'm curious if experience is gonna win out here. Like, if if K, if it's gonna be a KC Ravens thing, because I'm curious. And again, I don't know where the brackets are. Um, to be barely honest, but like, I'm curious if KC's experience is gonna trump, you know, the teams that are like newer. They're like quarterbacks are like Tua, you know. Yeah. I, after the beat, the last couple of games I've watched for Miami, I'm back kind of on the fence with them, you mm-hmm. know. I think it's going to come down to, I think it's the the big three are the Ravens, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that AFC championship will definitely have the Ravens and whoever, however it shakes out with the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. Browns, like, I wouldn't put that, put it past them though, because their defense has been legit. Um, They've been doing, doing some work there. Awesome. All right. So coaching vacancies. All right. The Washington Commanders fired uh, Ron Rivera. Rivera. Not a shock, because every week I thought he was already fired. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, he's still out there. <laughs> um, LA Chargers, we, we a couple weeks ago uh, fired Brandon Staley. He's had an interim, but as, I don't know if the interim is actually being considered. Um, oh, no, they're waiting on Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I heard yeah, that's the that's the word on the street is Jim Harbaugh. I was like, I want to go to L.A. Like, mm. 
He's he because he's tired of that, that cold. He's like, yo, Michigan is cold. I want to walk around mm-hmm. in he's my shorts, of, shirts and school. Recruiting and year round. And he's got he's got Justin Herbert that he yeah. could rock with that. Yeah. Uh Atlanta Falcons, they fired Arthur Smith. We talked about we've got the Vegas Raiders are still on like they because they fired Josh McDaniels, but um Antonio they better, Pierce. They better keep Antonio. I think, yeah. I I and we'll see. I mean, I I don't know, but I I tend to agree with you. At least give him a sh- give him a whole season, at least you know. Um, Tennessee, I I wasn't expecting Mike Bayball to get fired. Um, but he's been there for six years. Girl, I didn't. Did he get fired today? I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, they let him go. And he yeah, they yeah. let him go. Six seasons, four playoffs, but uh, he's no longer with the Tennessee Titans. And Derrick Henry has already said goodbye to the fans. He said that he was shocked. It was his his response was wow, wow. He's a leader of men. Like, yeah. Um Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich. Um, and Chris Tabor has been the interim. Uh, so we'll see like who they bring in. You know, they I think they've I don't know which team, I think it's the Panthers have put out who they are interviewing because they got rid of the GM, they got rid of Mm-hmm. everybody um mr lurie should call frank and see if he's willing to be an offensive coordinator again i wouldn't i, I wouldn't be mad at it um the patriots are on the fence they don't we don't know we kind of know but we don't know uh belichick i think he still wants to coach which i'm kind of like this is a an identity issue you know this is like you know, the people when you're working in your jobs and they're still going at like, you know, 90 and you're just like, come on, guys, like it's time to let it 85. You're 82. Come on, like, let's let this <laughs> anyone. Just kidding. Just kidding. But still, like Belichick doesn't want to give up his, um, I guess, coaching because he's just what he loves to do. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, before I turn it over to you for because I just want to get all of them out. The Giants did not fire Brian Dayball. Um, he's the first coach in a number of coaches to actually see a third season with the Giants. <laughs> However, a lot of his staff either got fired or resigned. So the big name was Wink Martindale, uh, veteran, like defensive coordinator. He resigned. And then the special teams coordinator was fired. Um, the offensive line coach was fired. Outside linebackers coach was fired. Defensive assistant was fired. Um, and the strength coach is going to Florida and the running backs coach is going to be an offensive coordinator at Syracuse. So he's got a lot of interviewing to do. So say you were Mr. Lurie or Howie, would you call up Wink? I'm absolutely calling Wink up. I'm going to ask him some questions and see where we go. Because the one thing I'll say about the Giants is that nobody was scoring 70 points on them. Like their defense was still doing what, what they needed to do. And I would think, and I think it's it, personnel wise, they're less talented. than They them. are less talented. I kept saying that though. Every time I, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Like they scored 20 some points. They might've scored low thirties, but I don't, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't know if there was a 40 point game on the giants. It could have been, by Dallas, but um, I will check in the background right I now. I think that their first game, they lost 40 to nothing, right, to Dallas, I think. That's the only one that stood, I 
I think, and it, but like for the, yeah, that could have been, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to pull up their, their schedule. I should have been more prepared. Sorry, folks. Yep. Their first game, they lost 40 to nothing. Um, But now I'm just scrolling through. You're right. I see games in the 30 with both, both Cowboy games. They, uh, the second Cowboys game, they lost 49 to 17. Yeah. Other than that, the next highest were the birds on Christmas scoring 33 on them yeah so i i don't i i when i looked at how other teams were performing against them obviously with the exception of the cowboys but um san francisco scored 30 points seattle scored 24 buffalo only scored 14 um the jets that was a that was probably a terrible game anyway but they scored 13 points on them. <laughs> um vegas scored 30 49 for dallas but and washington 31 um and New England was 10 you know like I they're they they were between like 20 and like 30 on average and they it wasn't like these big huge like 70 points 50 points you know with the exception of Dallas because that's what Mike McCarthy likes to do he likes to run up the score on people that's just his like mo because he was doing it in Green Bay he's doing it now and it's to me it's like hmm I'll stop. Hmm. But yeah, if I'm Mr. Lori, I'm giving um Wink Martindale a call. I'm also gonna give Brian Flores a call because that Vikings defense was out of sight. Okay. Like it'll be and he's also potential. If Nick doesn't get his life together, at least he is like a potential head coaching. Yeah. Um so call him assistant head coach or something, whatever they call him, special assistant to the head coach. But please let Matt Patricia go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I hope, we, you know, the longer they can survive in the playoffs, the longer before we'll see any front office changes. But they're coming. They, they sure are. So who do you think um, of, like, some of the, the teams – um, anything, any of the teams stand out to you in terms of coaching, like who would be a good fit or who the you only, think? the only, because the buzz has been about Harbaugh leaving Michigan now that they want a chip and him going to the chargers, which just makes sense to me. Cause I just think, I think Justin Herbert is a talent. Like it, it just, he just has been put in the right position to sound like mm -hmm. red, but, um, I don't know what, like, and I think, and I think the Raiders should should stick with Antonio. The mm -hmm. the Titans thing just kind of threw me for a loop. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Rabel's trying to he he made a comment about going back going to the Patriots since he was a Patriot he wouldn't mind going back there. That's interesting, and I'm sure uh, Robert Kraft uh, heard that. And but I heard on. Um, that they were saying Josh McDaniels was like, hey, I would love to come back as the OC. So that might strengthen Belichick's like position of, you know, coming back because his old OC is coming back. So yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Uh, nothing really stands out to me, to be honest, between like, um, I'm, I'm, what I'm curious about is, is if the head coaching candidates that have been, you know, in, in the, the process for the last few years, are any of those guys going to actually, um, you know, get, get the teams. And um, 
I'm just like the teams you name, like nothing with, with the exception of the Chargers. I don't know. I don't know if I want to coach. Well, I guess Atlanta could be exciting because they I just would don't do use their weapons. They just don't use Kyle Pitts or B. John Robinson. Yes. Like, selfishly, I'm just waiting for Kyle Pitts' contract to expire and like, come home, Kyle. Come play for your Eagles. Just come home. <laughs> I, I do, and I do think I agree. I think Atlanta of the ones that are open is probably the most interesting because they've got young players and it's just a lot of like, I, I actually read an article that said Mac Brown, <laughs> former Texas coach, now at UNC, might go to the commanders because Sam Howell is uh, is there, who is his QB. I'm like, Mac Brown, I don't, I don't know if he would want to come to the, I'm sure he's been asked many times to come to the professional like arena. And he's, I think he likes the college life like that. Yeah, I was going to, there's certain coaches like Harbaugh. I could see him rather being, he would prefer the pros to what all goes with college, but a Mac Brown, I don't think he wants to deal with the egos and the, and it, these are grown men. I think he belongs over with the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I've met him and he's just such a delight, you know, it is. <laughs> but I think that's the right personality for you know someone to be a coach there. I'm sure he's not a delight, you know, you know <laughs> sometimes in the practice, but um he has the personality, you know, to be a, a good um ambassador. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens um with with all of all of this. Uh before we jump to reality, uh any who would you want to throw a drink at? Uh, my Eagles coaching staff because I wasn't ready to say goodbye to my seats. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to the playoffs. I can't remember. I can't remember when I didn't have a home playoff game, at least one. I was trying to think, cause I'm like, I know there was a lull. We won the Super Bowl, but we were in the playoffs the next year. We hosted did we host a game that day? No, because we lost in Chicago. No, we beat Chicago with the double doink, and then you lose yeah. in New Orleans. So I guess I did not have a home playoff game there, but I was still on a high from a from a Super Bowl. I could, you know, but it's just I I just didn't expect it this year. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't um, necessarily think I was going to have to you know sell my car to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl, but I surely thought I'd be down in South Philly for a home playoff game. Yeah, it's. Embarrassing. That was the only word I could come up. It was embarrassing because it just seemed like they gave up. I don't get it. I, okay, so I want to throw a drink at Chris Sims. Just keep my name, keep my quarterback's name and my team's name out your mouth. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, be a Coretta. No, I'm just oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, we gotta jump to the reality TV stuff because there is some stuff popping off. Let's just start with SLC because we got we have a recap to do for Beverly Hills. But did you did you watch the last episode? I did. I, okay. I watched the last episode, but like I don't watch it every week, so I was watching it because everybody was talking about it. So um, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City they had a finale episode, and uh, it basically like broke the Housewives uh, universe because one. One of the one of the I was gonna say characters, one of the women, she got a black eye the season before and kept acting like she didn't know who did it or how it happened or whatever. But she finally just said that what everybody felt 
I got a black eye because from another care, another woman who's now in jail, Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. So that was a big kind of like, okay, finally you're gonna just admit it publicly, and now and now you've been lying to us for like however long, like probably now eighteen months. Yeah. The other big big thing that happened was that they uh, they the 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 housewives team, however we want to say, this happened. Essentially, they found out one of the women, the newest one, newest one on on the show, really, Monica, has been ha- was running a, a, an account that was bad mouthing Jen Shaw, and then it started bad mouthing uh, all the other women. They were trolling all the housewives. This, this it was a Twitter account or something. Uh, Instagram account. Instagram, I don't know. Okay. And so it was her and there are two other people who have said actually there's three people actually that it was a group of them that live in salt lake city and they were just like saying things and and commenting and the big bombshell was that she was a she now went from uh instagram troll to a housewife to be hanging out with them and it's all it's like uh, it was almost like like how could you do how could you not tell us that you were this right it's coming from inside the house (laughs) and like they were it was just it was like huge because they're they just were like wow we've been knowing about this account for so long mm-hmm. and this woman's been running it and she's been smiling in our face like yeah. this whole time so it was wild because she she was like yeah i mean i mean she owned it <laughs> my so so because it gotten so hyped and I, then i watched it and i was like all right i don't I'll totally get it maybe i'm missing something because i'm not a faithful viewer but then I got then but then I turned to Heather finally admitting that Jen punched her in the eye. And what I don't understand, Heather at least appears on TV to be significantly larger than Jen Shaw. I wanted to why did she punch you in the eye? And why didn't you whoop her behind? And Jen why Shaw ain't nothing Jen, to mess with though. Jen Shaw why is did wild. You this like I don't um and maybe it's just the the Philly in me. It's, <laughs> Jen, look, you did, Jen abused everybody. She threw stuff at people. She threw a glass at one. They, stop talking about Mary. She threw this woman is violent. So I don't put this past when when I saw that the eye, I said Jen Shaw did that to you. Because you know that that's like that's her thing. She is a violent, small little woman, but she is a violent woman. And okay, someone would have to, you know, verify this, but you know. We have seen altercations on various housewife shows, mm-hmm. tables being flipped and wigs being grabbed. And mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody no, they don't have mark it. on somebody. Do you? Uh like somebody getting lumped up. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't remember anyone having like a uh, a black eye. Right. Like, like like I agree. The, I think the worst was like maybe when Kristen they threw a, a plastic thing and it cut her lip or something, but that I I don't think there's much. Um, so I'm I just don't understand why you you did not. Maybe you don't physically retaliate. I, people people there are mature people in the world, but they have a very weird relationship. That's crazy. it was a very very it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, how are y'all still friends even though she is. Mm-hmm this person to you but some people are just like that they're so loyal they just want to be a friend or whatever um but 
it's funny to me that they're all like angry at her, which is like true, like be angry, be in your feelings. But like this woman now has lied to everybody for yeah. many years. Like you guys all have been covering stuff up. For, so maybe that's why they didn't think that much of it because they've been covering up stuff, you know, about Jen. Um, they felt, they said that they were intimidated. Well, the, the reunion is tonight. So I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, and and Andy Cohen did say that he did not, um, they didn't have the, the video from that night to be able to see who, like what happened. He said, if we had it, we would absolutely be showing it. I yeah. was like, you're messy. Producers say that they didn't know anything either. Um, a lot of people felt like the producers knew and they put her in there, but uh, they said that they didn't know. Well, I would think if they did know, then somehow they would have gotten a camera in there too. A camera in where? If they knew that that Jen hit. Heather. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was about Monica. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. 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 People think Monica, the producers knew about Monica. The, the, right oh, there. okay. Okay. I can see that happening. Yeah. I don't. And then if they actually, <laughs> the internet, like these people are sleuths. They literally holds up the cease and desist letter that Jen Shaw sent to Monica saying, stop, stop like talking about me on reality Bontes too. So there is an actual like letter she received as a cease and desist. So it becomes like, really like Jen, you didn't really tell Heather, like you didn't really tell her, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't believe some of this, but I, it is good entertainment. Um, so back, so anyway, so back to the to, to the housewives we really do care about. By the way, I I really do enjoy the New York uh, girls trip, Ultimate Girls. Okay. That was fun. That was fun, and it was I liked it. Um, but we're we're on Beverly Hills now, and it's uh after the fights, the three fights. <laughs> Over Dory, your girl Denise came back. Um, the, they they really picked us up right when Erica just went in on on her and uh and Denise kind of snapped back oh you didn't how do you not how did you not know there was an extra 20 million dollars in your bank account and she sipped her her champagne and you know that got Erica buzzy so but that was really the end was was her trying to save some face and you can't you picked a fight with the, the, wrong the one. bigger bully who was trying to show restraint <laughs> <laughs> and you kept poking at her. She said, now I got to do this? I was like, I think you do. I think you got to shut her down. So we get a new episode tomorrow, right? We do. We get a new episode. We're on break for the holiday, but. Uh, and then that's when uh, Kyle starts asking them if they would ever be with a woman. And so that starts. I, I don't understand why she's so like upset about stuff. Not, I don't understand. I just, it's just really weird um, to me. Logic okay. does not play for for Kyle. Right, then I'm very, I mean, I can't wait for tomorrow then. Sutton's date. They actually seem to have hit it off. So I'm hopeful that, that they had more than one date. Um, okay. it was, it was a cute little, um, segment for us to kind of like take the tension off, uh, cause they knew it was coming. Garcelle and Dorit, uh, had lunch and I don't, I just think that it, it nothing really got solved. Uh, but it's to the point where Garcelle is mature enough to say, you know what, like, you're going to be who you are. I'm going to be who I am and I will be cordial to you as, yeah. as long as we're both on the show. Well, we know Dorit will never 
she wouldn't have taken accountability and and she she's being intentionally obtuse I guess that's the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like <laughs> I told you I don't like <laughs> I mean what about the fact that uh she then tries to toss that she's Jewish and she it, and then everyone's like oh Garcelle's anti-semitic no she's not she laughed because she said, what does that have to do with me and you having a conversation about your privilege? And, and so it's just, it's wild. So. And sometimes I, I think, I think, I think there was a certain demographic that got offended by, oh, she said privilege. And cause they think, well, Garcelle's privileged because Garcelle has money. And we, we as black women know there's a difference. So maybe. Difference. Garcelle was being too polite and don't even use the word privilege, right? You can say, are, are you racist? Because these are the things that you say to me that you mm -hmm. don't say to the other women. And let's flip it if I had done it to you. She was kind of too nice, you mm -hmm. know, and that allows Dorit to be so oblivious or basically gaslight, you know, whatever word you want to use. She's not, to me, she, Dorit is, it, is not the one to rock with. There's enough of them. Garcelle can be cordial and just stay Keep out of my open. way. I'll stay out of your way. I think Dorit is worried she's not going to make it to next season. But to me, and again, this is all about people's lived experiences because I'm like, well, this ain't going to be the way to do it. Like, Well, I don't, I think more so that she was all upset that she didn't get to go with them to dinner. She's upset that Kyle doesn't want to talk to her. Now we got Erica coming over, even though they was beefing for a bit, right? Like, so I just think she she's like not she's not like a friend, right? Like she's, she's, not, she's not a likable person. And she's like, I want to, but I need to stay, you know, I want to keep the show because I like being on the TV show and and my husband likes it because I'm busy doing something except for being <laughs> on hers. So It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm I'm hopeful that they'll kind of they'll move on from Dorit because well, I just feel like her story is like. But what's interesting, Alana, and I have to stop. I read comments and things, and it's so indicative of here we go again the problems with society because there is a large population that thinks Dorit is absolutely in the right, and Estelle yeah. is just too aggressive and too mean. And but you what have she to have to complain about she's rich. <laughs> <laughs> there is though bots there are bots so let's because yeah. sometimes i'm reading this thing and i'm like i don't know if someone wrote that or not but yes there you're right there is a group of people that are like she's great she did the right thing and so it's uh, but yeah i i hear you i'm yeah. just hopeful that they kind of move on because i can't anymore mm -hmm. uh but yeah but but that was the the big thing was just trying to get past that uh their their issue it seems like they're like garcelle's just like let's just like just be polite so we can keep going uh and not have tension um they did show the second half like the the preview for the second half of the season that's when we're seeing kyle supporting morgan and kyle asks if would anybody be with a woman and then everyone's like oh and so all of that's happening um I guess in the second half. And then they'll have to go on their trip where uh they're going on their trip, yeah. And so I'm um, I'm I'm interested to see again how all this plays out. Yeah, it's my I favorite. just I, 
I don't know what they're doing to us, but like Kyle and Mauricio need to get it together. Cause Mauricio out here going to the Aspen partying shirt off. He's living his best life. And then here comes Kyle. It's like, oh, she's here. And we're, we're a family. We're going to have Christmas together. It's like, we don't understand what's going on. And you're mad at us for asking questions. So we can't ask questions. Right. <laughs> but it's funny anyway. Well, but that's what that, I mean, that, that wraps me up on the reality TV front. That wraps me up. Uh, I guess we'll see what kind of mood we're in <laughs> next week based on not our reality love, but our love for football. Um, so you guys- I, I actually almost stopped watching Beverly Hills because I don't like it when we get to the privilege and the racial stuff. And because it, it triggers me. Yeah, I was triggered even in that conversation but yeah. since they said that they're going to like kind of put down their their swords hopefully it's going to be fine but Anna Maria is not doing well either she's doubling down on yeah. her comments about Sutton and yeah. saying stuff about Dr. Nicole from Miami so not a fan not a fan she can she can be gone next season too her and Dorit should just go to we TV and have a show <laughs> or Tubi or what's what's the one with the bad girls club on it? Zeus. What is Zeus? Oh my god. I don't even know how to find that. <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments for us to read after posting. Tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the conversation each week. Say goodbye, Alana. Go birds. Go birds. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Hopefully uh, all go their fl- ailments. Go Flyers. And, uh, hopefully all their ailments will be kind of wrapped up soon. Um, and no will be playing again. <laughs> Listen, and we'll be starting the countdown to spring training shortly. <laughs> I can't even. I'm not committing to that either. I'm absolutely not committing to them. Not uh, Even in August looks great. Nope, not committing to it. (laughs) Anyway. All right, have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. All right.